Blog Talk Radio.
Okay. I have a number on um in the uh in the in the in the switchboard that I don't recognize. So train if it's you, please hit the one so that I know it's you and I will let you on because you could be calling from work from a number that I don't recognize. So if it is you, Dr. Train, please press the one on your phone and I will let you um I will let you join us. Um it's a five one three area code. So I have no idea what number that is. But welcome to the Madden Voice, wherever you are. Um, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it as well. Um, I was not drinking because if I was drinking, I probably wouldn't have made it to the halftime show. I probably would have went to sleep because I'm getting old. <laughs> I can't I can't do that anymore like I used to. I, I, I just can't. But here here's my question about a halftime show. Here's my question. First of all, I thought I thought it was very well done. I thought the 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 the, the, the fitty surprise was was nice, but Jay mm-hmm. Jay, you know where I'm gonna go with this. If they really want it, I'm actually I'm gonna see if Jay if can read my mind because he is my brother. Jay, who should they have? Who should have been the surprise rapper? Oh uh, <laughs> man, it it'd been nice to start hologram, but. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that rumor too, but uh, nah. Um, <laughs> I, I, um, that, that was just me. <laughs> I didn't do that. Um, yeah, no, I, I heard. I actually heard that around the internet. But who who should have been the surprise rapper? Oh, there's so many different names that go through my head. Um, is it is it a West Coast one or or East Coast? I ain't giving you no hint. Pick one. Surprise rapper. Pick one. I don't know, Kane, Big Daddy Kane. Nope. K-Star, you got one? Surprise rapper. Oh. Nas. Nas, nope. Okay, here it is. Here's who it should have been. Fitty was good, but here's who it should have been. Ice Cube. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. Yeah, that ties into yeah. what's Bam. Like Yeah, oh, and, and come on. NWA, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about blowing the roof off a place? Yeah. They do a little quick cuddly, awesome. a little NWA from back in the day, Dre and and and, and Q yeah. with a little snooping. Man, come on now. And they had and that. Would have been oh, it. That, that? would have been it. That, that's it. I would have yeah. been done. Yeah. Been been yeah. Especially if they came out and did fuck the police. But anyway, that's another topic. Topic for another time. <laughs> Another topic for another day. Another question I have to ask you guys. You're both young. Somebody's got to help me understand. And, Jay, I don't know where you stand on this at all because we never talked about it, so I'm curious. But I I, I, I don't get the, the Kendrick Lamar love. I don't think he's very good. Ooh. I've never liked him. I don't get it. I'm looking at – now, let, let me say this first. Okay, we already know Snoop and Dre, like legends, right? You know, gin and juice and, you know, we are, we already know that, you know, the shiznit and Drady, right? Okay, boom. Mary J. I mean, we, we say more. Mary J. Eminem, right? I mean, do transcend generations, right? You know, I mean, he, 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 in my opinion, gave white rappers credibility. When they were laughing at Vanilla, Vanilla Ice as a, as a yep. um, MC Hammer wannabe, here comes this white from, white boy from Detroit who sets it off, who's like actually like, oh my God, that dude is for real, yep. right? I mean, so 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 you got them, 
and then Kendrick Lamar. And I said to myself, I said, okay, I never liked this guy, but I'm going to give him a chance. He's in the Super Bowl, right? Somebody got to like him. He's in the halftime show. Let me <laughs> listen to him and let me, let me give him a chance. And I listened to him. I said, I, I, I don't get it. Help, somebody help me understand what's the appeal to this guy because I don't get it. I don't know. Um, I don't know if they brought him out to kind of link the current with with the uh, the past. I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I would going back on what you said before. I would have much rather have seen Cube instead of Kendrick Lamar. But the, to to answer your question, I have no idea. Okay. Okay, sir. You, you like Kendrick Lamar? I you know I yeah I like Kendrick Lamar. Um, I'm pretty sure that. That, well, for one, I know he's from the area, he's from Compton. Um, yeah, yeah. But, I'm, you know, and I know he's on Aftermath, right? So that's, that's like Eminem stuff. And uh, as far as talent, I mean, he's got a lot of good songs. Like, he, he, he's, what? Does he fit with all those? Uh, you know, I don't think so. I think he's very good, but I don't think he's on that, on that tier, you know? I like him, but I, I don't look at him as like legendary like I look at those other rappers who performed. Right, that that's yeah, kind of yeah. where I'm coming. There's, you've got to be a tie, like he's, because he's not on that status. Not not as far as I'm concerned. Like he'll be like an opening opener for those guys. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, opener. Uh, and I, when you when I say opener, I mean he's opening the door for them. Yeah, let me get the door for you, Mr. Yeah. Ms. Bly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's what I'm yeah. yeah. No, but seriously, you know, kick off the concert, right? Like, that's yeah. me kind of where he's in, in relative to them. Yeah, I, I don't get it. You know who else? Uh, and actually, actually, um, I saw it on one of the shows. They said uh, Method Man would have been nice to have him pop up and do a song with Mary J, you know. Um, and they're both in uh, pop. Yeah, that would have been cool, too. But I still think Ice Cube would have just blew the roof off. Ice Cube would have just been great. Yeah, but I'm glad awesome. to see. Jay will remember this, and K-Star might be a little young. Um, to, to actually, you were you. I don't even think you were born when 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 I'm referencing. But you know, um, you know, 40 years ago, um, hip hop. If you wanted, you know, to, to listen to some good hip hop, you had to get your cassette tape, put it in your boombox. List, put on your college radio station at 2, 3 in the morning because it was hard to even go to the store to find it. It wasn't like now, okay, uh, all, all the streaming. You go back 40, 45 years, you could, it was hard to even go to a local record store. You had like maybe two record stores around that like that, that the DJs would go to, and that's where you had to go if you wanted to get a 12-inch single or something, Sugar Hill Records or whatever. And but really, how we got our music was we got a cassette tape, got our TDKs, and we put it in our boombox, and we would li- literally two o'clock in the morning hit record. You know, you know, if you had if you had the real fancy boombox, you could put two cassette tapes in side by side and set them both, and when one stopped, the other one would start recording. But that cost you know, a lot of money. You had that real fancy boombox to do that. And then during the day, you pop in your cassette tapes in your you know, your Pioneer, your Alpine system in your car, 
And that's how you heard that's how you heard rap. It wasn't on the radio, it wasn't on TV, it wasn't on American Bandstand with Dick Clark. Like it just got it got no love. You know what I mean? And um you go to the black clubs, you'd hear it at the black clubs, but that'd be about it. And and my point is it's just amazing now that and you know, to see it at the halftime show and all of the commercials that are playing songs or melodies from songs that I grew up listening to. And now I'm hearing I'm hearing a, a damn song in a freaking Arby's commercial. It's a, it's just amazing where hip hop has come. So <laughs> it's great. It's great. Okay, enough on the halftime show. Uh, on to the game. So you know, one of the advantages of doing the show on a Tuesday is we've had 48 hours to kind of think about the game, and but we've also had 48 hours to hear everybody else talk about the game. Question to you guys is, do you think Cooper Cup was the MVP, and if not, who would you have given the trophy to? And I'll start with K-Star. Yes, I think he, he was MVP. I mean, of the game, of the Rams, period, period. Game-winning touchdown, bro. If it wasn't, by the way, Aaron Donald, those are those two, in my opinion. I didn't ask you that. I didn't ask that. <laughs> I didn't ask you you didn't think was. I asked right, you Cooper Cup. You said Cooper okay. Cup. Cooper Cup. Um, yeah. JB? It was, it was Aaron Donald. Um, everybody knew going into this game for two weeks, the only way to make sure Burrow and the Bengals had a chance was to stop the front four led by who other than Aaron Donald. We're talking about an interior lineman who's had double-digit sacks for how many years, and he's an interior lineman. He's not a pass rusher. Let me stress again, he's an interior lineman. And he wrecked havoc on Burrow and that offensive line from start to finish. And then that last play pretty much was icing on the cake for him. I have it in reverse. I have it as as uh, Aaron Donald getting it since he didn't. Cooper Cup would have been next, but I, I think hands down it should have been Aaron Donald. And you know, here's the thing, and I agree by the way. And here's the thing, and, and the NFL really has to address this. The voting is done with two minutes to go in the game. That's okay. crazy. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. I heard that. Right. I didn't know that. That's insane. Yeah, and I, I knew it. I knew it. And, and, and this is not the first time that there's been controversy. Um, and, you know, I, I always, you guys always hear me talk about the eye test, right? The eye test. Now, listen, Cooper Cup, you know, uh, the fourth quarter, you know, that last drive, I'll, I'll, absolutely. But when I'm looking at what won the game, and I look at those last two, you know, you had, you had to get one yard. You had to get one yard. Okay, one. And literally on both of those plays, you were stopped by Aaron Donald. Literally, he went and won you that game. Not Cooper Cup. Yes, he got the game-winning touchdown, but you left a minute and 25 Mm -hmm. seconds on the clock. And we know the average decent quarterback with a minute and a half and a timeout or two, and you only need a field goal to tie, you know, we could probably pick 10, 12 quarterbacks in the NFL that will make that happen, and Joe Burrow happens to be one of those because we've seen him do it before. So I think most people expected at least a tie um, from from the Bengals. And Aaron Donald said, yeah, nah, nah, not on my watch. He's just a one-man wrecking crew. 
He really is. And I'm, I'm glad he's getting – I wish he had gotten the MVP. I, it's not a tragedy that Cooper Cup got it. He was certainly worthy of, you know, of, of, of a selection. But, you know, I, I think that he – I think when you watch the game and you look at the entire four quarters, I mean, okay, his on-paper stats were no better than Vaughn Miller, right? They had the same number of tackles for losses, the same number of sacks, and got it. When you look, when you watch the game and you see who has to be given double teams and all the attention, it's Aaron Donald. The guy is, is a phenom. And I got to say, I never thought I'd say this, ever. But he on that Lawrence Taylor level. Now, I know I said during the season that Michael Parsons kind of had me thinking of Lawrence Taylor, and I meant that. I didn't say he was on LP's level. He got a long way to go, but he had a great first year, okay? But that was just an observation of, wow, this guy's a one-man wrecking crew, kind of like LP, keep an eye on him. Um, and I think he lived up to that kind of rookie-rookie comparison. He he, he, mm-hmm. he did it. But career-wise, oh, Aaron Donald is, is, is right there. He's right there. I don't know that Absolutely. I can get to the point of he's saying he's better, but he on that level. He is he is on the LP level. The guy is just he, he, he's on pace. I mean, he could end up being the greatest defense alignment you know we've ever seen. Like he's he has a chance at that. Like he's been that dominant since he's been in the league. You know, like he's absolutely not trajectory. He's already in limitation. You know, I watched Mean Joe Green. Yeah, I'm old. Okay, I watched. Reggie White, okay? Before Reggie was Mean Joe Green. Mean Joe earned that name, okay? Mean Joe was, mm-hmm. I mean, he before these guys, that was the guy, number 75, defensive tackle, and he just wrecked havoc. Um, Reggie White, with that little move he liked to do, that little hip toss that he liked to do, wrecked havoc. But, yeah, man, Aaron Donald is, Man, he, he, he's something else. He's something else. It took a guy to tie the sack record for Aaron Donald not to get defensive player of the year. By the way, congratulations yeah. to you. Wow. Yeah. Did you know, Micah got Micah got a couple votes. That's all that. That's all that. Yeah. But, you know, with, with um, Aaron Donald, like I said before, the thing about him that makes him so special is that he's an interior lineman. It's unheard of to have an interior lineman playing playing the, the A gap or B gap all the time, getting double digit sacks year after year after year. We would think about his specific position as a run stopper. Not someone that rushes the pass gets sacks on a regular basis. That's what just makes him cut from a different cloth in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would be curious to know they didn't track sacks in Mean Joe Green's day. So I would be curious to know what his number one that that again i am old enough to remember mean Joe green and he was he was that that that's what he did um pressures on the quarterback stopped the run too but man he got he got up in that as jay said he got up in that ass like tissue um but they didn't, they didn't so um okay. bye baby so, uh, <laughs> so another question for you guys so you know we watched the super bowl it should should be the pinnacle, right? This is like the game. Um, you know, no, wh- whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, it is a showcase of the two teams 
that are considered the best two teams in, in the NFL, right? Because, you know, we have a tournament, and, you know, you got 60 minutes to get out there. It ain't the NBA. You ain't going to get seven games. You know, in a series, you get one game to show what you got. And if you don't bring it, then that's your ass. And maybe the Chiefs are a better team than the Bengals, but on that particular day, they didn't show. Maybe the Bucks were a better team than the Rams, but on that particular day, they didn't show it, right? So with that being said, is there anything that you walked away from thinking, damn, why can't my team do that? Man, that's what I need my team to do. Like, what the heck? Um, K-Star, thoughts? Yeah, so I mentioned, um, when you some this example, that I thought Cooper Cup was the Super Bowl MVP. Well, one of the play calls I wish the Steelers would incorporate more is being aggressive on fourth down because Cooper Cup does not get that Super Bowl MVP. The Rams do not get his win. If they don't go for it on fourth and one on their own 37-yard line, right? That was, I'm sorry, their own 30-yard line. Um, they went for it for the game-winning drive. They did the reverse. And, you know, I love Coach Tomlin. He's amazing. But I do think we could seem to be more aggressive, especially in crunch time, and go for those more aggressive play calls because that can, you know, that means all the difference in, in, in situational football. And we all want our teams to perform better in situational football. Well, some of that comes with play calling and, in this case, aggressiveness. And this, you know, call that McVay had on that on their own 30-yard line, um, you know, with about five minutes to go in the game, fourth and one was huge. So that's stuff I would want to see. I want to see going forward from the field. It's just more aggressive fourth down play calling. You know, our, 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 you know what's kind of funny is our, our mystery listener um, – is actually calling from an Ohio area code associated with Cincinnati. So whoever that listener might be, congratulations. Um, your team made it to the Super Bowl. So good for you. Um, all right. Uh, JB, same question. Stick to your identity. The, the Rams, although we know them to be a prolific offense, we know them to have the high flyers with, with OBJ and with Robert Woods before he got hurt and then obviously – um, Cooper Cup as well, they always wanted to have a run game. And a lot of the um, comments that I kept hearing was, why are they trying to run when they keep getting stopped? Acres isn't getting anywhere. Why Why continue to do that? Stick to, just start throwing the ball because the run game is not working. And folks need to understand, even though the run game may not be getting huge yards, it's still like body blows. And it opens up the passing game down the road and get into the the key moments of the game, the late third quarter, early fourth quarter, into the latter moments of the two, your identity. And when I think about the Cowboys, I think about why do they get away from their identity? Their identity was the run game. And granted, we know about the injuries and whatnot, but still stick to who you are. Stick to the game plan. Stick to your identity. That's what I would like to see. Okay. Um. You know, I, I I looked at I looked at two good coaches that put together a game plan, and they just both seemed to know exactly what they wanted from their team. They seemed very decisive. I never got this sense of uncertainty. You know, when the Bengals went for that first fourth down, that very first one in the first quarter at the midfield. It it just it it didn't surprise me. It just you know, K Star mentioned, you know, be more aggressive. 
I like the fact that, hey, this is what we're going to do. Whatever the reasoning was, maybe it's what they normally do. I don't watch the Bengals to know. Maybe it was we're, we're the underdog. We've, we've got to grab, um, you, know, we, you know, try to get some momentum. I, I don't know what because I don't watch the Bengals. But I can't answer, and I literally have to say other than the playoffs, I don't think I watched one Bengals game all year. I'm trying to think if I did, and I don't think I did actually all year. Um, other than the playoffs, so, you know, shame on me. But I really felt that both of these coaches had a plan, executed the plan, and were decisive. And I, I don't – I didn't get that feeling every game with McCarthy. I didn't get the feeling of a plan, and here's our plan, and, you know, we're going to – we're going to – we know, like, confidence. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for, confidence, you know, to just, you know, um, preparation. When you're prepared for something, you know, people talk about being nervous. To me, nervousness comes because you, you, you're not prepared, right? And so you get nervous because you're not sure what's coming, and so you're a little off your game because you, you don't know and you don't want to get caught off guard. People go and they, and they can't speak in front of the public because people might ask questions and you're not prepared or, or you know, you get nervous, right? And, and I think a lot of times the lack of preparation is what brings nervousness. And when Mike McCarthy made his comment about the Cowboys having, and originally he said nervous, and then he later adjusted it to, like, just being anxious. Okay, whatever. I, I don't, you know, you know, that's because you got roasted when you said nervous and you're the head coach. Whatever it was, that comes from not being prepared. If you're prepared and you have a game plan that you're comfortable with, that you feel good about, that you, you know, executed, you, you've done your walkthrough, then there's no reason to be nervous. It doesn't make any sense. These are professional athletes. Now, these are two teams. One was playing at home, but the other one had a ton of fans in that studio, in that stadium, I mean. They're playing in the biggest game of the year in front of their friends, their families, the world, um, in, uh, in Los Angeles, with every celebrity you can imagine in the house. And yet both teams, to me, were well-coached and well-prepared. So obviously, somebody's got to win. So, but... You know, I, I want to see that from Dallas next year. I want to see – that's what – that's the missing – I know I'm going on and on, just work with me. But that's what I saw from the 90s Cowboys. They were prepared. They knew. You know what? We just know we're going to win. The Bulls, the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls, they were prepared. People criticized the triangle offense, and it's archaic, and da-da-da-da-da. You know what? It worked. And they just knew we're going to go out. Michael's going to get 40. <laughs> Dennis is going to get 18 rebounds. And we're going to beat you. And I always, me and Jay always laugh about time that the Bulls were playing somebody. And this guy dunked it on Scotty. And he's talking shit to Scotty Pippen. And Scotty Pippen just pointed up to the, to the, to the, the time, to the scoreboard. They were up by, the Bulls were up by like 20. In other words, yeah, you dunked on me, but we still whooping that ass. You know, there is a – at that level, you need to have that moxie. And that moxie doesn't just – why do you think Deion Sanders was so great? Deion Sanders was the greatest 
in his position and arguably one of the greatest football players to ever play the game because he was prepared. Everything down to his look was he had it all scripted. This is how I'm going to look. You know, like he studied film. He was ready. He was ready. Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather never, ever watched film of his opponent. You know why? Because he knew what he was going to do. I don't need to see what they're going to do. It doesn't matter. I don't care what you're going to do. I'm ready. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to dictate this fight, and I'm going to whoop that ass. And what did he do 51 times to zero defeats? Is he whooped that ass? I can go on and on and on with examples of greatness and how it is about preparation. It is about having a plan, and then just that we know. And, yeah, you're going to lose. Absolutely. It's not always going to work out. But you know what? I watched these two teams, and I didn't see jitters. You know, you don't see, you know, 14 penalties by one team and, you know, offsides, you know, three or four false starts and all that just stupid, unnecessary shit that a pro team should should not be doing. And if they are doing it, maybe the first week, maybe, but not 14 games in, not in the playoffs. The Dallas Cowboys had four penalties against the 49ers. And I don't really care how many the 49ers had. I don't. Dallas had 14. I just want a better prepared, more confident team that looks like they know what they're doing and is coached like it. Here's our plan. Here's what we're going to do. And that's what I saw in the Super Bowl. So kudos to um, – you know, uh, Sean McVay and Zach Taylor, those guys, and I guess they both came from the Mike Shanahan Jr. coaching tree. Um, you know, kudos to both of them. And I know I went off for a minute, but I, I, I walked away with that feeling, a little bit of disgust, a little bit of disgust that I didn't see that from my team that on paper, you know, definitely have more talent on paper than the Bengals and certainly was in the same conversation for level of talent with the Rams and you couldn't even win one playoff game. And this team goes and wins the Super Bowl. Like, should have been in the conference championship game against the Rams. That's where the Cowboys should have been. And maybe you would have lost, but that's where you should have been. So, okay. I know I went on, but I had to get that off my chest. Really bothered me. Um, all right, what else do we got? Uh, let's see. We did the MVP. Um, we did Cup. We did – oh, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, mm. Is that not just Man. talk? Oh, I mean, you know, it makes me think of Clay Thompson a bit, right? Like, you know, um, you, you, your heart's got to go out to the guy. He's finally, you know, he makes it to the big, you know, and bouncing around, you know, left the guy, went over to Cleveland, was, was the scapegoat over in Cleveland. And then he goes to L.A., he finds a home. He starts off the game, gets the first touchdown. He looks great. And then, boom. I don't know. Any thoughts? You pretty much summed it up right there. I mean, if, if there was anybody that you'd root for, given what's happened in his career, I mean, yeah, he was with the Giants and had some of the antics that we could do without. But when he went – Browns and, and like you said, was a scapegoat. Found his home in L.A. and was 
and, and kept quiet. You never heard anything negative about him. That's the thing that people kind of bypassed a little bit. He just went out, played, he did what he had to do, and, and he had the mindset of, as long as I'm given a chance to help, that's all I really want to do. I just want to help the team win. That's all. And if it means I got a block, then fine. If it means I don't get looks, I got to be, be a decoy, fine. Whatever it takes to win. So when I saw him balling out, and then as soon as I saw him grab his knee, I said, damn, it's over. It's over. Anybody that watches football knows when they clutch a knee like that on a non-contract, yeah. it, it, it's, it's at least an And, um, yeah, my heart goes out to him. But I'm glad that he was able to produce and, and can say he scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl and he's got a Super Bowl mm-hmm. ring. So I'm happy for him. Congrats to him. Anything to add, K-Star? Yeah, I mean, so I think Odell's 29. The worst part of it is he's, you know, was going to enter free agency. So that's brutal, right? I mean, the turmoil that he had in Cleveland, obviously he played great in L.A., but um, for it to end that way is really sad. But, you know, he played so well. You know, those two catches he did have, obviously one went for the touchdown. So he obviously earned his ring. Great throughout the playoffs. Um, I'm not sure what his future looks like. That's obviously going to hurt him. But I will say, you know, if the off chance, you know, Dell takes a few steps back considering the injury, um, you know, he had a great run, right? Like, you know, he had those years in New York, a few Pro Bowls, a nice highlight, and he got his ring, and he scored a, Super Bowl, uh, a touchdown in the Super Bowl. So it's sad, but, you know, when you really zoom out a little bit, I mean, you got to feel pretty strongly, you know, if you're Odell, that you're pretty, you should be pretty proud of the career you've had so far. That's for sure. Yeah, but, you, you know, he, he <laughs> yeah, he, I, I hope it's not over. Try to find a silver lining. I, try to find a silver lining here because that's the best of the guy. Yeah, it, 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 I hope it's that. I mean, it would, it, I mean, at least he got a ring. But the guy, the guy, listen, it was clear to me, with all due respect to Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham might have been on his way to getting an MVP. I mean, absolutely. He just looked good. He looked crisp. He, you know, that first touchdown, um, they couldn't guard him. You know, uh, you know, they were double, double, double covering Coop to the game, and that yep. left, you know, Beckham single coverage. I mean, come on now. You go, you know, you put Eli Apple on him. Okay, Eli Apple's with the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> Beckham probably roasted him. You know, they were on the team together. He probably was roasting them back when they were on the team at the same time. So I, I, I just was sitting there like Beckham about, Beckham about you know, TNT, he about to blow up. And then that happened. But, um, yeah, I hope, he, uh, I hope he comes back healthy. I mean, the good news is those injuries now that used to be eight months, you know, a year plus, now guys are coming back in eight months. From, so yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah, and I will say that when he went out, um, you could feel you could feel the Rams' offense certainly weakened, right? Because they were able to hone in on Cooper Cup. There was no other threat, and so I was worried about the Rams' offense from that point on. And they struggled to move the ball quite as well without him until that fourth quarter drive. So that was a huge loss. And uh, yeah, I mean, OBJ uh, high great playoffs, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, ball goes. I. I. I you know, I, I look at half of it like it was clear that Matthew Stafford just said, okay, I'm going to win or lose going to my guy because I really don't have any choice. Everyone else is hurt. Yeah. And why the Bengals, like, 
I don't know. I mean, they just couldn't stop. You know, like you, you know he's going to go to cup, so you would think double cover him every play. No zone, no man, like double cover him every play. And, you know, it was, it was no different than Atlanta and New England a few years ago. And why the hell didn't Atlanta run the ball when you're up 28-3 to three or whatever it was? Why are you out mm-hmm. there still passing and the Patriots' possessions to come back, enough possessions to come back and win? Why aren't you running the ball, right? It's no different than Seattle years ago when you're at the one-yard line and you got beast mode and you decide to throw the ball, right? Just some, so, you know, on defense, what are you doing? What are you doing? You had this guy shut game, and now with less options, he starts making plays? Hey, me, 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 no me, no no, the, the game is a lot simpler than, than what folks make it out to be. It's sometimes just common sense, and then the next step of that is execution. So I, I, I'm with you. I don't quite understand it. But I did want to ask both of y'all one question. Flip side of that coin, we talked about Odell. We talked about Cooper Cup. What about how Jamar Chase was roasting uh, Ramsey on multiple occasions, and Ramsey wanted that smoke and was getting beat fairly consistently? What are y'all thoughts on that one? Jamar Chase is pretty good, man. The Bengals have some really good skill players at receiver. They got away with that T. Higgins touchdown, though. That was blatant. I can't believe they didn't call it blatant pass interference. <laughs> He can grab yeah. Ramsey's face mask for God's sake. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't believe that. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. But uh, back to Jamar Chase, I mean, he's a phenomenal – I mean, he had one of the best rookie seasons ever. So, you know, Jalen Ramsey, he's a, he's a very good corner, but, I mean, he's getting a little older at the cornerback age level. So, you know, we got these young guys. Um, Jamar Chase is the truth, that's for sure. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> Jalen Ramsey ain't that old. He's he, He's probably still the best corner in the game. Um, but, I mean, listen, Jamar Chase is that guy. <laughs> That's what I get from that. Yeah. Jamar Chase is that guy because if you had told me before that game, I would have put my money on Ramsey, shut him down. And and I, and I believe in Jamar Chase. I think he's got a great career ahead of him, but he's a rookie. So, before the game, oh, I just knew Ramsey was going to shut him down. Well, I, Really didn't see it that way, and I, I'm not sure why they didn't go to him more often. Um, again, I know I said I like the decisiveness of the game plan and and all that, but that doesn't mean that every decision made throughout the game was the right decision. And yeah, Chase wanted that smoke, you know. He he yeah. he, he that dude. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh well. Yeah, I, I because I even heard, and I can't wait to watch the game again because I really want to watch it from an analytical perspective, yeah, me, not just me too. a football fan. I want to be able to break it down. I heard on that last play where Aaron Donald got the sack that um, Jamar Chase had uh, beat. Ramsey went down, and if, if if Burrow had another second, he could have hit him. I mean, you talk yeah. about a game of or a game of split seconds. Right there in a nutshell, says a whole lot. So I want to rewatch it again and see that play so I can see it for myself. I'll tell you one Take person good, that doesn't want to see that is Joe Burrow. Nor does anyone on his offensive line want to watch that shit. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Um, any other thoughts? Anything that we've missed? Any other 
thoughts on the game. Um, uh, really nothing else that I can think of. Um, halftime show we talked about. Um, you know, you know, we're going to roll into the off season now. Football is over. It's done. Um, some will turn their attention to basketball, and I will a little bit. I enjoy basketball, so I'll watch the big trade that went on with Harden and Ben Simmons, and um, certainly, you know, basketball will get all of all of the attention now that football is <laughs> is over. But um, I think more than watching basketball, I'm going to be watching, you know, the, the free agency coming up and restructuring yeah. contracts. You know any other you know personnel moves and all the coaches have been hired, but you know what about assistant coaches and that kind of stuff? Of course, you know general managers still to see if there's anything left that's going to be done. You know this this to me, you know the off season of the NFL is almost as active as the season. The NFL has really become a 12 month a year league, even though there's no games. There's so much that's going to be going on. In, between now and September, there's just, there's just so much to watch with, you know, free agency, draft, OTAs, you know, tr- you know, trades that could happen. We've got, you know, contracts with uh, deadlines. And, you know, if they're on the roster by this date, they get this amount of money. And so, you know, uh, today, what, Carson Wentz is now, word is that, you know, he could be gone from the Colts. Like, that's the stuff I'm really going to be watching. Um mm-hmm. Over the next, and you know, for whatever good or bad, Mr. Brady keeps teasing about maybe maybe it's so that'll be an interesting story to watch. Could he come back? And if he does, will he come back with the Bucks, or will he try to go and you know another team and and try to do do what he's done with two teams for a third team? And to me, that's that would really be. I mean, he had a chance to, um, you know, to go back-to-back with this team Mm -hmm. and to get his ace. That didn't happen. And if he had gotten back-to-back, it is almost a certain he would have came back to try to be the first quarterback to do three in a row. But that didn't happen. (laughs) Right? So now, could he come back to try to be the first quarterback to win a Super Bowl with three teams? So that's going to be intriguing. And is that enough to bring him back? And will they let him come back? <laughs> and will the Bucks let him go? Because they still have his contract for another year. So there's a lot to watch in the off season. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, yeah. All right. Anything else? The Super Bowl? Did we miss? Did we get everything? Anything else, guys? Uh, well, we, we don't want to die. Go ahead. I was going to say, we forgot about the opening with The Rock introducing the teams. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, <laughs> his, his outfit, but I wasn't thinking about the outfit. I was thinking about back in the day with the <laughs> WWF slash WWE. Oh, yeah. I, know, I was getting all amped up and whatnot. And I don't know how y'all felt about it, but I was ready to go through the roof. I loved it. You, 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 I loved it. You've had over the, over the decades sporting events where Michael Buffer would come mm-hmm. out and do Let's Get Rumble on many different sporting events. It still does, um, you know. And and so, you know, didn't they? You know, they had, uh, you know. Uh, it, so there's been different hype people over the years, but man, that 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 guy still has it, man. I mean, you know, I mean, did you watch 
when he said what he said, and then, like, they showed Sean McVay and he shook his head. Like, he was like, uh-huh, yep. They introduced the Rams, mm-hmm. and, you know. And it, 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 it was just, yeah, it was, it was um, I can't even find the words, man. It was, uh, it was perfect. It was perfect. It was, it was. the perfect guy to do the hype for the Super Bowl. And everybody loves the rock. So, probably the biggest The most electrifying man in sports entertainment. It was the perfect fit to bring the entertainment. You know, the sport we love. And uh, the rock is awesome. I love every, every second of that. It was electrifying. I'm, I'm glad they got the rock him is on brand. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they got him to do it because, you know, they called me to come out and do it. But, you know, the flight, <laughs> the flight out and I would have been really, you know, and I was like, hey, you know, why don't you call Dwayne? You know, he's already out there. You know, they were like, well, we can do a virtual thing. Go to ESPN and we'll do a virtual thing. I'm like, eh, it's too much work. You know, go ahead and let Dwayne, let Dwayne have this. Yeah. Let Dwayne have the spotlight for once. Yeah, let Dwayne for once. He's never on TV. He's never in the movies. Yeah. Oh, by the way, actually, a funny story about that. My uh, my my daughter liked that, and she asked me. She was daddy's at Maui, you know, from Moana because he played as Maui on a Disney character. Oh yeah, and I thought, oh yeah, she she she's watched a few rock matches. Um, that I made her watch because I I introduced the rock to her through Maui. It all started with Maui, and so she was able to recognize Maui and go, Daddy, that's Maui. I'm like, yeah, honey, it is. And so she she enjoyed that. So I thought that was really cool. Oh, did you do the people's eyebrow yeah, or what? <laughs> sure. Yeah, she, we, we practiced, bro. We practiced. Okay. You know, I used to do that with my, I used to, with my oldest, who's now like, yeah, grown, married, pregnant, but when they were smaller, I would do, if you smell, what a rock. <laughs> and my daughter would go, is cooking. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Yeah. Hey, okay. hey, see, don't forget, don't forget, we made it. Rufu. <laughs> What's that again? Rudy Poo. Oh. Oh <laughs> uh, no! Come on, man. Favorite one? A nice shirt, twenty-five cents. That's my favorite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, oh, the one we did with the detectives. <laughs> Remember that one when I came home? <laughs> oh, yes, I, I do. Um, Okay, so you gotta watch the one where uh, where The Rock was um, getting arrested, and the cops came and talked to him. My brother can <laughs> do it, entire thing word for word, every word <laughs> he can do. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you see it? Um, yeah, I'll check it out or peacock it. Yeah, check, check it out. But then picture my brother mouthing every word of it, like on point, <laughs> everything. Pretty good That's great. Man. I cannot do even my backing up. Oh yeah, it was funny. It was funny. I mean, that was mm-hmm. really the only funny thing he's ever done. But it's pretty good actually. It's actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Um, okay. So yeah, it's time to get on here. Real sorry that Doctor Train was unable to join us. Work, Paul, guys up there in the West Coast making millions. And millions of dollars. Million. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I, I'm a little sad that he couldn't join us. This will be our our last show for this season, not not forever. Don't 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 fret. 
Madden Voice fans. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back as needed for the off season. Um, mm-hmm. We actually do pack it in after the draft and don't really do anything for the spring and for the summer because we want to enjoy our spring and summer too. But we get ready to come back in late August. But between now and the draft, we'll do we'll do a show as needed. Um, if big news breaks, something really worth coming back. Sometimes I may do it alone. Or if I can get the guys, we'll come back and do something as needed if, um, you know, something newsworthy that we want to discuss or go over. And if not, we will be back um, uh, either the week before. Generally, we, we've been kind of lazy, and we come back after the draft. Uh, years ago, we used to do a pre-draft and a post-draft show, uh, and then we kind of just limited it to a post-draft review. So, But we'll be back around draft time, um, talk about free agency, that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, this is uh, 14 years for the Madden Voice, believe it or not, 14 years. It's, it started in 2008. It was actually March of 2008. And uh, I, if, if anyone had told me then that 14 years later, uh, what, what started as a, a show to discuss the Madden video game and the leagues that I was managing at the time and then transitioned into covering the tournament scene, um, and then transitioned once again and reinvented itself into becoming an NFL uh, podcast. And if somebody told me 14 years ago that I would still be doing the Madden Voice and I'd have my brother, JB, and, you know, my main man, K-Star, in the tournament world, and Dr. Dream from Dr. <laughs> Dr. Dre, Dr. Train from the EAFL world as co-host, I would have never guessed it. But here we are Great. at the end of uh, four great year so feels really good but we're not done yet oh oh no wait we, we, we're done yet so on that note guys uh I'll start with jb any last uh thoughts on uh, the season the game anything else you'd like to add uh, great season fellas way to uh put that cherry on top had a great super bowl too bad none of our teams were, were able to make it but it was still an enjoyable season nonetheless I look forward to the off season, not so much for the break, but more because, T, you mentioned it, NFL is a 12-month league now. So between the coaching carousel, the quarterback carousel, free agents, draft, see how our teams can improve, see who's trying to get to where the Rams are right now, which is the, the, the Super Bowl champ. Those are all interesting uh, scenarios that are, are bound to take place in the off season. So I'm looking forward to that. And then looking forward to jumping back in the saddle once again when we uh, – Rubber meets the road for the new season come 22 for 23. Okay. K-Star. Well, yeah, you know, it's only fitting that train isn't on the playoff wrap-up show because, like, the Bears, you know, didn't quite make it. <laughs> didn't quite make it. So I got to get that jab in, man, because, you know, I'm about to enter the Ben Roethlisberger list era, and uh, who knows in the hell won't be able to brag about the playoffs again. So I had to had to get that one in there. Train, we love you, but uh, yeah, it makes sense why you're not here. Um, great season, man. Great season. Uh, you know, it's going to be a crazy off off season. A lot of question marks for my personal team, the Steelers. I don't know who the hell our quarterback's going to be, but it better not be Mason fucking Rudolph, that's for sure. And uh, so we'll see what happens. And uh, another great season. Love you guys. You're like family. Hopefully, we can do that show next year together in Dallas. And uh, Thanks for having me again. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you both um, for another year together. It's great. Um, 
Again, to have UK Star, it's great to have Dr. Train. Sorry we didn't get him tonight, but it's extra special for me to be able to do this with my brother, you know. Um, I don't see him like I would like to because we live about 1,100 miles apart um, or maybe farther. I don't know. You know how far it is. I don't, but he lives far. <laughs> he lives far. Um, so to actually be able to spend this time with him every week is special to me because he's my family, you know. Um, but I, I, I enjoy this, and, you know, our listenership fluctuates, and I kind of really don't care. We do it for ourselves. We have a good time. And the people that listen enjoy, and the ones that don't, they miss out. Um, you know, and and you know, and I hope we get to do the Dallas thing next year too. It'd be great to do something live. Um, and you know, the last thing I want to say is, you know, we we're here. Um, the Super Bowl is over, and you know, it, one of the things that really stuck out to me Sunday was like the Rams are Super Bowl champions, and the Bengals are AFC champions, right? And, you know, Matthew Stafford threw the most interceptions of any quarterback in the NFL this year. And and, and Joe Burrow got sacked more times than any quarterback in the NFL this year, right? And, and, And you got all of these, and you know what? It didn't fucking matter, right? Because at the end of the day, they both made it to the Super Bowl. And so all of the stuff that we talk about throughout the season and, oh, my God, I can't believe they did that and, you know, all of that stuff, but yet there's going to be two teams that are going to make it. And all of that stuff, it just it doesn't – it matters at the moment. But in the long run, it really doesn't matter. What matters is can you put enough victories together to get into the tournament, and then can you get hot at that time and do enough to just stack those wins and make it to the big game. And if you can do that, as Emmett Smith so rightfully said, then you become a legend. You're nothing now. You're, you're nothing. You haven't won any. This is Emmett Smith's message to the Cowboys, but it could be a message to the entire NFL. You're not a, you know, you want to be a legend. You want to be memorable. You want to make your claim, and that's it. And so congratulations to the Rams. Congratulations to Matthew Stafford. I think I've been as critical about that guy as anyone. I literally felt that he was a loser, not personally, but professionally. And it's pretty clear that maybe it was more Detroit than it was Stafford. Because as soon as you get some talent and a good coach around them, and we've talked about it on this show, quarterback and head coach, well, as soon as you get some talent and a good coach, he, he plays to the point where they actually win the Super Bowl. You know, now yeah. this Hall of Fame talk, they need to kill that noise, okay? Stop. Just stop. Just stop. Stop. Okay. Right there, yeah, just, just, just stop. But he's a Super Bowl champ. He's a Super Bowl champ. So congratulations to the Bengals on making it. Congratulations to the Rams on winning it. And for JB, for K-Star, the train, I know he'll probably listen to the playback. It's been a great season. And uh, we'll be back. We'll be back sooner than you think. But, hey, it happened. The ultimate feud was settled on the field. We'll catch up with you guys soon. Everybody take care. Bye. <laughs>